The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark is in today. So gear up. You're all implored and invited down for Thanksgiving Eve with us tomorrow, 4 to 6, at the Single Barrel Roadshow Wednesday ahead of Turkey Day. So uh, we'll be down there broadcasting live 4 to 6 uh, inside the graduate at the single barrel. So sneak out, get the old, uh, bring your golf clubs. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, and their uh, Top Golf Simulator Suites. Those are awesome. 250 whiskeys to choose from. And uh, get into the uh, Thanksgiving holiday the right, day, the right way with family and friends down at the single barrel Friday game day on the road, a special edition Hale Varsity 9 to 11 in the morning at the bar 16th and P with Seth and Greg, the crew down there at the bar. We love those guys. And then real red reaction follows task at hand. A lot to get to today. Nebraska football. It is Iowa. Let's get you the, uh, the guest list for today. Mitch Sherman with the athletic. He'll join us in about 20 minutes. Great column by Mitch on Adrian Martinez. And uh, Mitch has done uh, a lot of really high-level, talented work, obviously. And it goes back to uh, to his uh, story and in-depth uh, features on Adrian throughout Adrian's career. So we'll talk with Mitch. We'll get Mitch's take on the Logan Smothers <laughs> debut <laughs> uh, demo. Uh, or or just uh, another Black Friday. We'll see. Scott Docterman will be with us, uh, Hawkeye Insider. He's also with the Athletic Across the River. And uh, Scott will kind of give us a breakdown of Nebraska, Iowa. And then uh, it is uh, all about red, black, and gold. Rick Kaczynski, a Tuesday with Kaz. He'll be with us at 525. Numbers to get in, 46637. 76-466-37-76-800-825-5865. can find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore Radio Chris Schmidt. That's me. And find and follow Connor Clark on Twitter at C underscore Clark underscore 27. Email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. So you did the game on the uh, college radio station, the Mighty 90.3 KRNU. Yes. Uh, veteran, uh, I, I don't want to tell you how many years I was at 90.3, <laughs> but let's just say it took a while for me to graduate. You did the game. I love what uh, Schrader and Alloway have rolling with the broadcasting department there. Incredible talents, uh, great kids. I call you kids because I get older and grayer by the day. <laughs> 
And uh, so you got to. Did you like lose your mind on air with the the not? I mean, you're you're professional, but the DPI. Yeah, it was honestly hard to tell from where you were at, right? Because we were calling it off of a computer, right? Well, uh-huh. it was on a projector, but it was yeah. a remote broadcast, so we weren't there. the The videos on Twitter after the fact definitely exposed it to me. Um, but yeah, I tried to keep myself contained throughout the game because, like, besides that, the game was back and forth. It was a great ball craziness. game. Like, from from a, a neutral standpoint, mm-hmm. that was a phenomenal football game. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, seeing the seeing the video afterwards was a little bit disappointing, um, especially but the reaction. But not surprising. No, not surprising. And then the amount of times I saw that video paired up with the JoJo Doman video against Michigan honestly made me laugh a little bit <laughs> because of just how similar that is. Uh-huh. I, honestly, I think the JoJo Doman one was a lot worse, but I think th- as far this as is the call. Right. And this is where I kind of stand on it. If. The situation is either Nebraska is at home or Nebraska is has five wins this week and fighting for a bowl appearance. I think that gets called. But because they're three and seven, they're on the road against the Wisconsin team making a push towards Indy. I think that I I don't know. I'm not a referee, obviously, but I think that has a little bit to do with the no call. I, I think you're right. And don't kid yourself. Uh, the venue was important. It's home field right. for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, do you want to really go into a, a game against Minnesota having to win? You, you want to if you're Wisconsin, but they would have had to, and they would have needed a, they, they would have needed a Nebraska win over Iowa to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, I don't want to say politics, but it's just funny how, and I don't mean to revisit this and hammer it. I mean, it's, you know, X number of days since Saturday, but I wanted to get your take on it because, I mean, you were actually doing the game. Uh, I'm interested in in this Friday, and we'll get into some basketball as well. Nebraska tips off against Tennessee State. Some thoughts from uh, Alonzo Verge coming up in about 30 minutes or so. But, you know, it's going to be weird with this setup offensively for Nebraska. Weird as in, it's not that we haven't seen Nebraska play without Adrian. We have. He, he missed two games last year due to, due to benching. Uh, you go back to 2019, uh, you didn't see him uh, against Indiana uh, due to injury. You go back to, uh, I think it was Northern Illinois or somebody like that. Might, might have been Southern Alabama or Troy. It was Troy. Where he was out after the infamous Colorado, let's twist his leg, ball game. You know, after his first career start, he was back for Michigan. So we've, we've seen a guy gut it out, play with a broken jaw, high ankle sprain, shoulder issues. I mean, just just brutalized. And I think Tom Chattel nailed it when kind of summing up Adrian Martinez. Right guy, wrong time. And, and Adrian's a guy that if he would have had a little bit better help around him, maybe some of those decisions weren't made or wouldn't have been made in haste or you could have leaned on a running game or you had more time on the offensive line. That's football. It's it's 10 other guys plus the quarterback. It, it, he's one cog, and he's got to play at a high level. And there's been so much put on his shoulders, on his plate, and, and that's really a showcase for, for future quarterbacks, for good or for bad. I wonder, moving forward, and we could see this Friday, just how – how it can be more distributed evenly. 
Now, we'll see if Nebraska has the horses to distribute evenly, i.e. lean on a running game, a running back. Well, that's that's a walking wounded room. And you have Logan Smothers and maybe some Harburg. And with Logan Smothers, your job is, as you put the game plan together is hopefully knowing and having enough reps in practice to see what Logan can do and, and knowing and kind of gauging his progress, his strength, his weaknesses uh, throughout the two years he's been here. One of those years was a COVID year, but he's still a kid that if you, if you flip on his high school film, he is very dynamic. He is a, a, a gifted runner. And the little throwing we've seen of, of Logan Smothers, and I think of the, 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 the hookup he had with Omar, I think that might have been Fordham or Buffalo, forgive me, but one of the it two. Was Buffalo. It was Buffalo. So it was it was already twenty eight three or twenty one three, and you can roll him out and and not make him be Dan Marino taking just straight dropbacks in the pocket. And I thought, and you can say something to this because you you called it as well. I thought you had a really good rhythm from Adrian just with what they called and a confidence to give him a few more moments in time to, to set and make a throw. I think you can have a similar game plan, uh, even though Iowa's not Wisconsin when it comes to bringing heat or being successful, as successful defensively. They're still good. But I think Nebraska, if they're smart, says the, uh, the amateur armchair OC in the room, you're going to see what he can do in the zone read game. You're going to see what he can do with the orbit option game use his legs as a strength and I'm going to I'm going to hammer both those tight ends. I'm going to find Vocal like across the middle. I'm going to find uh Austin Allen uh kind of in that short to intermediate. You can dink and dunk your way to success and then set him up with some play action downfield to Omar or Toure. It's just going to be different because uh, throughout Adrian's career I mean, it was feast or famine on the offensive side, and you had a lot of shock, shot plays that hit. A few that you'll remember that didn't, but you look at just the sheer number of 50-yard, 60-yard, 70-yard plays this year from Adrian. I mean, it was very prolific uh, when they got in the end zone. Unfortunately, if they got caught at the 20, it was an adventure a lot of times trying to score. So offensively, that's, that's what I'm looking for. And I want to see if if Yant can get up to speed, if he is back, if he's back out of the doghouse with the coaching staff. I want to see more of of Scott because he looked like a dude that was a guy you want to recruit to a a Big Ten school. I mean, he looked like he was getting into some rhythm. And give me some more belt, baby. Uh, I thought he did really well hitting the edges. Uh, It's going to come down to turnovers and taking care of the football. And Nebraska can't allow Iowa to get Goodson going on the ground. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of – Wisconsin won despite their quarterback last week. Uh, you can't have Iowa – you can't make it two in a row. You can't have Iowa walk out of here again uh, despite their quarterback, right? You're going to have to make that dude make some plays. And I know there's a little bit more comfort with uh, Padilla – is he started the last three games, but really Iowa is Iowa's very beatable. You look at the line flip and shift, it's still you're only a one and a half point underdog if you're Nebraska. So 
that's where I'm at with uh, with Nebraska. Think about this. Adrian's ending. We'll ask Mitch about this. Think of the shows you love or really got into, the streaming shows. And there's a lot of guys and gals your age, Connor, that dove into The Sopranos, even though it started before you were born. Because with the pandemic, you were at home and you were streaming. Everybody was streaming. And if I had to circle a uh, a pretty popular or famous show ending to represent Adrian Martinez's career, don't you go like with either MASH or The Sopranos? I mean, it can't end that way. Well, it, it, it potentially did. We'll see if he's back. We'll see if he moves on. We'll see if he can can play i mean if it's if it's a severe injury to that right shoulder that's going to need to be addressed says scott frost i mean it's it, that shoulder has already been addressed and it wasn't as a junior in high school that caused him to miss his senior season so uh i'm gonna you're just wondering you know the the the, the fade out with tony soprano in the booth sorry spoiler alert 15 years later, if you haven't seen it. But that's just kind of how it feels. The other side of the coin on this is it's it's okay to move on. At some point, you were going to move on from Adrian Martinez, and you don't like the way it did. It would have been great for him to be able to one more time potentially lead his guys out and finally take down uh, one of the big two in the West, which Nebraska's been searching to do. Since 2014, at least in Iowa's case, uh, 2012 in Wisconsin's case, that Adrian deserved that. He won't get it this year, and maybe not ever. But it'll be interesting with uh, just where Nebraska's at. And this could be okay. This could be good with Logan Smothers if you game plan it right. Now, I, I think the setup is this with – with Logan, option, roll pocket, safe throws, still take some shots. Still get your guys involved. Let's go to the phones real quick and uh, get uh, Tuesday kicked off with uh, Chris. Chris, welcome into Hale Varsity. Thanks for calling. Hey there. What's up, man? Do Hello? you have me? I, I hear you. Hey, uh, great show. Uh Excited to see what Logan can do because, I mean, truth be known, we know that if uh, it's Adrian next year, Frost is gone because um, Adrian's won four games, five games, two games, and three games. So to expect him to win any more than five games is really insanity. So uh, let's see what Logan has. It's exciting. Uh, He can bring a lot of things that maybe Adrian doesn't. He might be – Sounds like he's a much quicker decision maker, and and there's a lot of things uh, besides athletic ability that that go into being a great quarterback. So, um, what, let's see if Logan has uh, has something for us, and because we know we know what Adrian is, and we got to move on. Um, and if not, then then the frost air is over. Um, so uh, go Logan, and uh, uh, and then if uh, Logan isn't uh, what he should be, well, we'll have to maybe go to the portal. But uh, it's kind of. Very interesting week. It is. It is. Uh, and Chris, thanks for listening, bud. Thanks for the phone call. No, it is. I mean, this is not how you wanted it to end for for Adrian, but but Logan's next up, and he's been putting the work in. 
there is this. You have Utah quarterback Peter Costelli. He is in the portal. He was a big-time target of Nebraska in 2021. Uh, Dual-threat standout. He has known and seen Lincoln many, many times. So if there's a quarterback name you're uh, thinking about now in the portal, it is going to be Costelli. I remember him and Greg Smith's uh, write-ups and coverage on on Peter Costelli. And remember when Utah got him, you're like, but hey, maybe... uh, Maybe he comes back around. Maybe that's maybe that's the, the new leader in the portal clubhouse. Maybe you see two quarterbacks, too. I mean, Harbaugh's, Har, Harburg, not Harbaugh, God, no. Harburg, he's got some ability. He can chuck the football. Very high-level athlete. But, yeah, Logan uh, has the tools to succeed. Uh, guys around him need to, to step up and help make that happen. Mitch Sherman's next. <laughs> Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Hale Varsity Radio back with you on a Tuesday. Mitch Sherman with us from the Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter's where you find him. Incredible uh, column by Mitch on Adrian's time in Lincoln. Be sure to read that with the athletic. Mitch, how's your Tuesday, bud? Is it Tuesday? It doesn't <laughs> feel like Tuesday, Chris. Uh, my Tuesday's fine. I'm in a carload full of uh, kids and adults headed down to Memorial Stadium to watch uh, our Gretna Dragons play for a state championship. That sounds like fun, man. I will. I will. You picked an incredible weather day because, you know, it's always like this for the Class A state title game. It is 70 degrees. This is how I remember my Thanksgivings as a kid. <laughs> yeah, maybe one or two of them <laughs> ever. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. So I want to spend a second here before we talk, Adrian. I want to, and, and you put this out on Twitter earlier today. Mitch, I want to go back to, to Logan Smothers and uh, yeah. just your – time around him and, and, and family and just his, as you put in your, your tweet, you know, his commitment to Nebraska. This is a great moment and opportunity for him because he's been kind of nose to the grindstone since he's been here. And I'm excited to see what the Nebraska offense looks like with him. We've seen a little glimpse here and there this season, but not a ton. What can you tell us about Logan and uh, from, from the get-go his infatuation with Nebraska to, to, I guess, your expectation for Friday from him. Yeah, right. It was, it was, um, I think he's been a part of this program for so long and it's been so long since his story with Nebraska started that we've forgotten, Uh, you know, he was involved with Nebraska before Adrian Martinez ever, ever played it down Uh, before Scott Frost ever coached a game at the school. Logan Smothers was committed to Nebraska. He was the first member of, of that 2020 recruiting class to say yes. 
Uh, Eric Shenander d- d- discovered him um, when looking at some other players in the, uh, um, you know, near the Florida Panhandle out there in the, the eastern uh, portion of, of, of Alabama. And they, they, they found somebody who was uh, under the radar at that time as a young quarterback, but who, who blossomed over the months to come. And, and, you know, we talk about Adrian and, and the injuries that he's fought through, um, the toughness that he's shown to stay on the field. That was the story for Logan Smothers as a high school quarterback in, in Alabama. He played with broken ribs. Um, he, he had uh, numerous injuries, uh, especially his senior year of high school, and stayed through it to, to attempt to win a state championship. He played in the, in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game um, while still injured, um, turned down opportunities to uh, continue to be recruited by schools like Ohio State and, and Baylor um, because he, he wanted to, uh, to show loyalty to Nebraska for um, its efforts to recruit him as a young quarterback. So all that stuff happened a, a long time ago. And, you know, we've been through, Nebraska has been through uh, a huge amount since then, uh, primarily involving Martinez, but, but uh, you know, for, with the entire program, and here we are um, in, in year three with, with Smothers, I'm sorry, year two with Smothers mm-hmm. as a part of the program, but he's been around this thing for, for all four years. So um, from that standpoint, um, it's going to be great to see him get an opportunity to get out there and have the ball in his hands in, in a time of the game that matters. Um, he is from a great family, like you mentioned. His dad coached him in high school. Um, two older brothers played small, small college football. Logan's got um, younger twin brothers. Um, they're all, or at least a good portion of them, are, are coming up to Nebraska to spend Thanksgiving. They were coming anyway, um, even before this uh, this thing happened with, with Adrian. So, um, yeah, that's a, it's a, you know while the Martinez story is uh, you know dominating the headlines, rightfully so, early this week. Smother's story is is a good one in his own right, and you know we're, we're obviously going to get more into that on Friday. Mitch Sherman's with us from the Athletic, joining us Hale Varsity Radio at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, when you look at, at the style of quarterback Logan is, is he is he an athlete playing quarterback, in your opinion, or is he a guy that's that's a little more polished uh, than than like a McCaffrey? And I say that just as a, as a comp, right? That that style of quarterback and the size. Yeah. What uh, what sticks out to you as far as upside goes with Logan at quarterback? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an accurate and fair comparison between the two of them. Um, really fast. Both of those guys, I don't know if you would have put them in a race um, who wins. You know, maybe McCaffrey because of the bloodlines, but um, Logan takes a backseat to, to few people with his speed on, on this roster. I think he's faster to straight-line speed than, than Martinez. Um, Martinez, of course, you know, had, has, has great instincts as a runner, um, good pocket presence, and, you know, we'll see with, with Smothers. It's, it's hard to say just from the time that we've seen and, and, you, and you know, knowing what he did in high school, um, how polished of a quarterback he'll, he eventually can be, what he, where he's at right now. You know, if he's just an athlete back there, or, or you know, if he, if he has a ceiling at this position that can take him to a level where he can be a, a winning quarterback in the Big Ten. That's that's to be determined. And you know, this is in some ways a, a test run for him. Um, if if Adrian had stayed healthy through this entire season, and, and you know, I, I know. People wish that he had, you know, wish injury on anybody. But if, if that had been the case, uh, Nebraska would have went into this offseason with, with knowing less about Logan Smothers and potentially knowing less about Heinrich Harburg. You know, we'll see if, if he gets an opportunity to play on Friday, too. Um, and, and now, as this thing is going to play out, 
uh, Scott Frost and, and you know, his, his to-be-named offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach are, are going to know a little something more about some others that can help determine what his place uh, potentially is in the future of this program. What's, what's the play or moment you're going to remember most about Adrian if, if Saturday in Madison was it? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw the video. Uh, I tweeted it with my, with my story yes, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is probably not the, the moment that I remember, but it, it's the moment that I, I, I thought of immediately uh, yesterday when, when Scott Frost made the announcement about Martinez and, and the injury. Um, Nicole Griffiths from, from 1011 yep. tweeted out the, the video that Kevin Suits shot on the field of, of Adrian walking off with Brody Bell. And, uh, you know, taking one last look back at the field, it was like, I think Adrian knew at that moment what, what he had just done in playing in that second half and that that thing probably or, or very possibly was not going to hold up for another week. And um, that, was a, that was an interesting moment to see him kind of stop and, and take it all in and look back. And you can, you can wonder, um, you can kind of get a sense of, of what might have been going through his head, that it was just another one of those opportunities that he was in all through his career where he had an opportunity with the, with the ball at the end of a game. Um, you know, some on the road, some at home. Common thread is, is that it just didn't happen for him. Um, and that's, you know, I know Scott Frost has wanted this for him, has wanted Adrian to have a moment that was, that was kind of his signature as a quarterback in this program where he led Nebraska to a great win. And, you know, it, it didn't happen. You know, sometimes uh, it work out like that. Uh, in big-time college football, and and that's that's I think the um, you know the the, the sad um, reality with, with Martinez is, is that he did not he did not get to experience that moment, and you know maybe he does. Um, he has another year of eligibility. Maybe he experiences it at Nebraska. Uh, maybe he experiences it somewhere else. Maybe it's at the next level um, when he has that uh, that kind of a, a time in his career. But um, you know, for all of the great big great plays, and there were many of them. Uh, he, he didn't get to celebrate a win that uh, you know that took Nebraska or had, had a chance to take Nebraska to the next level as a program. There's so many moments where, and I think of the Michigan State game, like he he's he's back on the field after getting jacked in the jaw by the the the, uh, the Bama transfer that's the safety for Sparty, <laughs> and you know he comes back out and he, <laughs> the balls on the turf like to balance. And then he shoots off for 45 yards. And I'm like, that, that's just incredible. Just one of many Houdini acts as, the, you know, the walls are caving in a, a lot of times. A lot of times this, senior, this, this season for him with the number of pressures given up. Uh, interested, is, is Adrian one of those guys that is going to be like a Jamal Lord where as time moves on, you, you appreciate him more? Yeah, potentially. Um, I, I think there's a there's a large portion of people who appreciate him now mm-hmm. in, in knowing uh, some of the things that he had stacked against him, whether it was the injuries or the deficiencies that, at other positions around him on the team. I mean, he came in at the start of this, this coaching regime, and um, he didn't have it easy from, from the beginning. You know, he was thrust into a starting role from the first game of his career, and it was something that he wanted as well. enrolled early. Um, he also didn't play as a, as a senior in high school, and I think that has to be considered too when you when you uh, you know try to chart his career growth. You know, one of the things I'll remember, and I think this speaks about Adrian as as a player, is is he, he has said that his favorite game at Nebraska. Um, and you know, I don't know that this is updated with with the entire season this year. Maybe there's one that supersedes it. 
Um, probably not in, in looking at the results. But his favorite game uh, came in, in his freshman year, that 9-6 to win against Michigan State uh, in, the, in the snow, in the, in the rain, uh, in the terrible playing conditions uh, at Memorial Stadium at the end of the season. Um, it was not an, a, a day for him to shine. Um, but he left the field as a, with, with a victory that day, and, and um, it says something about him that, that that's one or, or one of the games that, that stands out in his mind when you consider that, that he, he put up more yards than, than any quarterback in Nebraska football history, and, and there's a 9-6 to six game that uh, uh, is, is at the front of his mind when he considers his career highlights. Mitch, about a minute and a half here, bud. Uh, Friday, what, uh, what do you think about the matchup? I know the, the Vegas folks say it's now Iowa minus one and a half. Yeah, I, you know, I still like Nebraska's chances. Um, I was feeling pretty strong about that coming out of the weekend um, in, into Monday. I wrote about it Monday. How I thought this was going to be the game where uh, Nebraska gets over the hump against Iowa. And, you know, there's some karma in, in that, and there's some, there's some interesting meaning in, in that um, to, uh, to finally beat this team after six consecutive losses that have been just about the most frustrating game on the schedule for Nebraska in each one of those years, you know, for different reasons, whether it was close or whether it wasn't, um, you always walked away. I think Nebraska people always walked away from that game with, you know, just a pit in their stomach. And, and um, if Nebraska wins on Friday, um, it'll be something to celebrate. Um, and then you'll wake up on Saturday morning and realize the team's four and eight, and it's got a lot of work to do. Um, I'm not going to back away from that prediction um, just because Martinez is out. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, going there entirely because of him. And, you know, I think Logan Smothers will rise to the moment. I think people around him will. Um, and I think Nebraska's got a good chance to win. Um, if, if I'm picking it, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that since I, since I went down that road already. Um, but, I, I, you know, I do think you're going you're gonna to see a team that continues to fight. Um, they've done it for 11 weeks. So, uh, you know, there's no reason to think that it won't happen again. Real quick, how many green uh, Gretna flags are in your neighborhood? Um, it's probably in double digits. Uh, I don't, I've seen a few on the road here on I-80 as I approach Waverly, but uh, um, and definitely some on the on the way out of town. They had a fire truck uh, escort a couple blocks uh, away from the school, so uh, looking for a big uh, big um, representation uh, from the community, uh, the Gretna community down here at Memorial Stadium tonight. Well, Mitch, enjoy, bud. Thanks for the time. Great stuff. Okay, thanks, Chris. All right, Mitch Sherman with us here on Hale Varsity. Hello, listener. This is Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Working through Hour 1, Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark, uh, Nebraska, Tennessee State tonight. PBA, really uh, not much shouting going on with this one other than... You know, can Nebraska move forward and be better as a group? We'll get into that in a moment. Big thanks to Mitch Sherman. Coming up, Scott Docterman, uh, Hawkeye Insider. He'll take us through the Nebraska-Iowa matchup from uh, Iowa's perspective. And then a Tuesday with Kaz, 
a uh, longtime coach at Iowa, longtime coach at Nebraska. His take on the showdown Black Friday. Numbers to get in, 466-377-76-800-825-5865. As a Nebraska fan, are you nervous about uh, a new quarterback playing and uh, starting uh, Black Friday against Iowa? I look at it like this. I know what, what Adrian can do. I know what Adrian's done. I know the playmaking he gives you. I know the imperfections as well. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. And I kind of echo what Mitch was saying with, uh, let's see what he's got. And I love the fact he's a coach's kid. And uh, I think Nebraska can, can maybe end a season's worth of frustration on Black Friday. The other question or, or point is this. How long ago does Northwestern feel, Connor? I mean, that that's the last win. You're working on a on a six-game slide if you don't make Friday happen. Yeah, October 2nd feels like it was ages it's, right. ago. There's, there's the normal time <laughs> of, of a month plus, and then there's Nebraska losing streak time. Yeah. It's, been it's like just two, like, dude, we're in season. the desert here. And we're, we're 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 thirsting for some water if you're a Nebraska fan, but it's God, you look so good, and then you had that Michigan moment, and then you had what you had at home and on the road versus Goldie and and Purdue Pete, and then there was Ohio State and in Wisconsin, and all of it's nuts because your schedule's littered with New Year's Day six and playoff teams. It's one or the other. It's just, it's so odd. And everyone else is going to be a bowl team, feels like. It is so Except odd. Except you. How, that is, <laughs> how that's worked out. I mean, you, you saw the, the losses between Minnesota and Purdue, and everybody's like, and including Illinois myself. Killed you. Oh, boy, here we go. This is really going downhill. And then you have good performances against two really good teams in Ohio State and Wisconsin. I don't get it. I still don't get it. We're in the final week of the regular season. I don't think I'll ever get it. There's nothing to get other than it's just it's just weird. It is. And it's been weird. It's been absolutely weird and tied to attention to detail. So uh, Dan tweets in, how great would it be to beat the Dirt Chickens with a backup quarterback? Great. I mean, I'd take it with a backup quarterback. If you're a Nebraska fan, it'd be cool to see Adrian one more time. But I guess what's offsetting my, my, my balance, my scale here is what really 2022 is about, and that is seven wins in a bowl game and a, and a threat for the West. Despite what you lose, despite who you're saying thank you to on Black Friday for Senior Day, whether you're a six-year or you're a repeat junior, because, I mean, think of the guys that, that are going to be gone and then think of the guys that have decisions to make. Cam Taylor-Britt, easy decision, I think. Uh, Darian Daniels, uh, easy decision. Did I say Darian uh, Damien? Forgive me. Uh, easy decision. Uh, I look at a guy like Austin Allen, easy decision. Because I think you're going to go play on Sundays. Maybe you want to come back. Maybe you want to get across that finish line we'll see 
Husker basketball trying to get across the finish line. It's been interesting here when we look at Husker hoops and how they shot in wins against Idaho State and in Southern. 52% despite not being great from distance. 18 assists, 27 made baskets. That is your Mayor Hoiberg formula, right? And it, it's been all about Alonzo Verge and his playmaking going to others versus trying to force things himself. And I credit Hoiberg, right? And, and you've seen Fred have to deal a couple of different times uh, with 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 players on the squad in year one. He had a point guard that was good about assisting, but shot selection was awful. And and then you had uh, Teddy Buckets last year, where he made the shots, but it just nothing was flowing because he was a black hole uh, for the ball. And and he's a good ball player. I mean, Teddy Buckets is a good ball player. But but right now, this is kind of your third installment of uh, freak athlete, big time difference maker. If you can get said difference maker to play the right way, and the the come to Jesus has been gradual with. All right, I'm benching you for 12 minutes against Creighton. Uh, okay, well, you know, you're going to see 21 minutes against Idaho State, and you're going to be pulled if there's a couple of bad decision-making possessions in a row. And and I'm glad that that has been a strict formula for Fred because it needs to be second nature, new habit for Verge. And I... I I can feel for him, Connor, with just being a score first, let me get the ball and get my buckets type mentality at Arizona State, and now having to shift what you are. Uh, let's hear from Verge. This was after Sunday's ball game because he was asked about the ball movement, why why things looked better. And, and here's Alonzo Verge. Me. <laughs> uh, it starts with me. Um, you know, I... Um, I'm the floor general, I'm the point guard, so, um, you know, it starts with um, me getting my teammates involved and getting guys like Bryce going, guys like CJ going. Um, so, you know, it was uh, just a struggle. First uh, first few real games, um, I struggled with that. Um, and now, you know, I'm just slowly but surely getting back to my groove and, you know, seeing my guys and getting them uh, open shots and easier buckets. And that's... That's buy-in. That is absolute buy-in. Is it short-term or long-term? Because you're going to have some showcase games coming up in the non-con. You're going to see Nebraska against Auburn on the way. Uh, You're going to have Ohio State. Michigan here is coming into town on the 7th of December. So do you kind of stick with the ball movement game plan more about Verge here, embracing that role. You've seen it for two games or at least a game and a half. Can you see it a, a consecutive game? And, yeah, you, you should beat a, a Tennessee State, but you have bigger and better tests on the horizon. My role has changed a lot. I got the ball um, in my hand 90% of the time, and, you know, um, these guys rely on me to get them the ball and get them shots. So, you know, it's a, it's a big, big role, a different role than I had at Arizona State. Um but, you know, I just um, I'm willing to take it on 
head on and, you know, just get better better every day. Good on you, Verge. You're fun to watch, dude. Your first step is nuts. And uh, you can get to the rim. You can find a teammate and see if Nebraska can kind of flip the, the script here. We'll wind down Hour 1. Hail Varsity Radio with you on a Tuesday. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time this hour. Don't forget Thanksgiving Eve, the single barrel. We are there tomorrow, 4 to 6 gear. Drink specials, 250 whiskeys to choose from. The Top Golf Simulator Suites. Weather isn't going to be horrible. It ain't going to be today. But guess what? We're inside the graduate, 4 to 6. The single barrel. I know you're going to get the feedback going for Thursday, but there's never a bad time for big old thick juicy steak or a little whiskey on the uh, on the rocks. So uh, come see us tomorrow, 4 to 6, at the Single Barrel Roadshow Wednesday with Hale Varsity. There might even be a Pride of Fairbury. I won't say sighting. I couldn't coerce him into <laughs> heading back this way. But uh, I think he'll join us. Uh, Babber's going to be uh, on with us, so good times uh, to be had by all. Single Barrel Thanksgiving Eve tomorrow. Hail Varsity Roadshow 4-6. to six. Reminder to buckle up. 70% of people in fatal crashes in Nebraska not wearing a seatbelt. If used properly, a seatbelt can and will reduce risk of fatal injury by 60%. Your best defense in any crash buckling up brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. So i got to ask the Bears fan in the room, where you're at on Nagy. Uh, you've got a, not quite a Nebraska tie, but a, uh, a Nebraska name tie in Donovan Riola. He's the assistant O-line coach for the Bears. His nephew is Dylan. His brother is Dominic, an incredible center for Nebraska. So there, there's an offensive line opening at Nebraska, and if Nagy's time is short, you might have a staff looking. Listen, I think uh, I think Fields is going to be good for you. Uh, I like some of Chicago's skill guys. It sucks that uh, your stud outside backer, uh, help me out. Khalil Mack. Yeah, Khalil, Buffalo kid uh, with uh, with uh, Zach. And, no, I, I like Chicago. You just don't ever kind of do what you do. Like there's there, you tell me this. I mean, you you've grown up in the the world of Cubs and and Bears, where disappointment is high. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong there. The whole Matt Nagy thing for me specifically is very weird because my opinion is I think he should be gone, but this is where I have to be cautious about it. His kids go to my old high school, mm-hmm. and there's a whole thing about. They were the opposing they were targeted and, and harassed, and yeah. you, there was a statement sent out by the rival high school. Yes, there is was. You're a Crystal Lake kid. Hmm? Is it Crystal Lake or we were playing? So we're Lake Forest. Okay, playing Sorry. Cary Grove. So is that where the Bulls training facility is at? Uh, it used to be in Deerfield. They moved it right next to the United Center. Okay. Hallis Hall is in Lake Forest, so okay. that's where the Bears practice. Okay. But yeah, there's this whole thing going around with Kerry Grove student section. They were chanting fire Nagy while his son was in the game, and it was a semifinal playoff game. So there's that whole thing. If you want my thoughts on it, he probably should go. So who do you go get? That's a great question. Harbaugh? And that's a question I don't have an answer for. Do you go get Harbaugh? Maybe. I don't know. I heard I heard uh, David Kaplan say Ryan Day. So Hell yeah. Well, don't kid yourself. You've got a... 
you got a bunch of college coaches that win and win well and get paid extremely well that are sick and tired of of, of recruiting. Right. I mean, they, their dream is to jump to the NFL and not have to jack with recruiting. Now, can you relate sharing control or working with other adults, i.e. your players? I can see Harbaugh doing it because he's done it before. He's done it before. Versus, all right, uh, I'm 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 the um, the head coach. I'm Urban Meyer. I have a I have an iron fist. He had to change the way he does things. If you go get a college guy. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's Hale Varsity. Dot com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it at Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Uh, Hawkeye Insider, Scott Docterman with The Athletic. Always love talking uh, Hawkeyes and Huskers with Scott at Scott Docterman on Twitter is where you find him. Well, Scott, we blinked, and from Indy to the end of the regular season, how are you? It's gone fast, hasn't it? Um, I'm doing great. It's uh, been a nice fall, and weather-wise and, and other. So, yeah, I can't complain. I hope all is well in Lincoln. So, have what's the general consensus on how... Iowa may break Nebraska's heart this year. <laughs> well, it won't be Keith Duncan blowing kisses or anything this year, but uh, I, I don't know. You know, this has been a weird year and a weird team. Uh, you know, it started kind of like a rocket on the rise uh, early in the year and, and won its first six games and looked like a team of destiny. Then it crashed to the earth pretty hard, and now they've won three straight. And, and uh, I, I don't know that I, I think – they're kind of viewing it as another game, and, and rightly so. But, you know, all these games have been kind of more difficult than usual for Iowa. So I, I think that that they're just probably hoping to get a win at this point. You know, when you kind of take the pulse of the fan base for Iowa, what what's their feeling on Nebraska? More than ever, it, it sounds like and it feels like a rivalry. The fan base, though, how do they view Nebraska? Um, you know, it, it's interesting because – I think really they're one of many rivals. I mean, Iowa has four tribal, uh, rivalry trophies, and, and they're all regarded in different ways. If you were to ask me which one is the most important or the biggest rival, I don't really know, and it kind of depends almost on the season because the Minnesota game is their oldest, and they play for the most treasured of their trophies in the Floyd of Rosedale. But Wisconsin's a big one simply because – the winner generally either wins the Big Ten West, unless there's a crazy year with Northwestern, or uh, is, is highly competitive. And then, uh, you know, Iowa State is an in-state rival. That probably is the highest, at least this year. And then Nebraska, we all kind of expected it to, to 
turn into some fireworks and, and great games and, you know, legendary Black Friday matchups. And instead, it really hasn't developed into that. I do think, though, if you took a poll out of Iowa fans and which fan base they don't like the most, I do think it's Nebraska because they're a lot alike and they're very proud of their programs. And there's kind of an oil and water mix, if you will, between Iowa and, and Nebraska. So I think it, at some point, I, I think they probably enjoy – Nebraska's downfall maybe a little more than uh, they would in any of the other rivals. You know, Scott, uh, I think you nailed it with kind of going through the, the the different rivalries on your schedule each year, and you, you're right on. It's it's two proud fan bases. They they've been dynamite games the last three years, but there's just not been a lot on the line except for keeping the win streak going for Iowa. And you look at the 6-0 and start and then the bounce back on the road at Northwestern, a team that's has bitten Nebraska and Iowa from time to time. Talk to me about the quarterback spot with Petrus and uh, Padilla. I know Padilla is uh, the starter and uh, Petrus is, is listed now on the uh, the depth chart at, at second team again. That was a pretty uh, pretty important flip to, to kind of get out of a rut, would you say? Yeah, it's one that really probably needed to happen um, because, and I, I think Spencer would be an ideal quarterback if Iowa had a, a veteran offensive line. Uh, but in, in this case, they just they they didn't have anybody up front other than Tyler Linderbaum, who's a superhuman. But the rest of them are pretty uh, <laughs> marginal guys at this point in their careers. So they needed somebody who brought a different element. And him and Spencer Petro is getting hurt at uh, Wisconsin at the end of that game and hurting his shoulder really kind of left the door open to, to Alex Padilla. And then that week going into Northwestern, they, they got Petrus ready. He played three series. He couldn't have thrown the ball for me to the wall, and I'm sitting in the middle of my office right now. And so uh, after two passes just – flopped at somebody's feet, uh, they pulled him and put Alex in. And, and Padilla's a little bit more accurate. He's shorter. Uh, he's much quicker with his feet. And I think that's really an, an important advantage for him because, you know, Iowa really wasn't hitting very pretty much any metrics offensively. I mean, you know, it wants to hit about four and a half yards per carry with its style of football, and it was hovering barely over three. It wants, you know, completion percentages, you know, past 60%. It wasn't there. And then if you're going to have that, you've got to have a quarterback who can at least stretch plays and get first downs with his legs. And only Padilla could do that. Uh, certainly Petrus can't. So I think it was an important change. He came in. He gave the team a spark. They responded to him. They did the same last week against Minnesota. This week, uh, there were far too many drops. I mean, they ended up with six drop passes. It was kind of gross. So uh, I think uh, they need to do better there. But uh, otherwise, you can tell that there's they played much better, much more crisply, and much more confidently on offense since Padilla's taken over. Scott, this Iowa team was really defined by its defense early in the year, kind of carrying them to that number two uh, mark in the country. Uh, but they've fallen off, uh, especially after that Purdue game, uh, defensively with uh, opponents scoring more and more points. It feels like every single game against this Iowa defense. What has changed uh, since that, that start to the year for the defense, allowing uh, other teams to really uh, do more damage against this Iowa defense? 
they've had an injury issue, which is hap- which is what tends to happen. I think you know Riley Moss went out. He was a quality cornerback. He was leading the country in interceptions before he tore his PCL and his left knee against uh, uh, Penn State, and then he, he missed th- uh, three games. And then and now Matt Hankins is out. And and really the the other day <laughs> they gave up one big drive early, and then they gave up one in the last two minutes when they just decided to play all the senior backups when they're up 17. So it looks a little bit worse the other day than normal, but uh, they don't have the dominant defensive line that they had last year. That's really been a negative change for their defense, but I would say they're probably more secure on the second and third levels than they were last year too. So, uh, you know, they're not quite as dynamic up front. They don't get to the quarterback as, as, often they've got a young defensive line that's growing it's pretty good it's not great Uh, it'll be good in two years no question but uh so right now they're just uh you know they faced a a tougher lineup uh obviously purdue is kryptonite for iowa they just have never been able to figure out how to stop that offense and uh you know they made so many mistakes against wisconsin it really i'm not saying they would have won but man they they you can't fumble the ball on your goal line and and have the other team recover it or, or fumble a punt inside your 15 and, and get sacked, strip sacked at the 10. I mean, that's just recipe for disaster up there. So that's really kind of been the story of their season. Defensively, they're still – I mean, they have 21 interceptions, so they're still adept at taking the ball away. Iowa's takeaway numbers incredible, 26. They've done well against Nebraska. Their field position's been key. Their special team's a difference maker. I mean, in tight ball games, Iowa's been the better team in, in clutch and in crunch. So Adrian Martinez is going to sit this one out because of a shoulder injury. Uh, he has had some memorable games against Iowa, but not wins. As you look at Adrian just from afar, from a team, from a guy covering a, a Big 12, Big 10 West foe, what's your takeaway on Adrian? If this is it for him in Nebraska. Yeah, he's been a, a really he's he's been a, a very good player, no question. And he's you could tell that he's, he's a tough guy. He's a tough-minded guy. You know, you weren't really sure about his uh, you know his, his offensive passing prowess, but overall, I mean, last year I believe he was eighteen and twenty against Iowa, so he was really hitting a lot of his passes. It was just uh, you know not for real high vo- uh, volume of yardage. I think he got maybe in some ways unfairly. Um, pushed too quickly for Heisman consideration. I think it was his uh, sophomore year. People were talking about him being a Heisman candidate. And I'm not saying it did anything negatively to him, but it elevated him to an area where it was almost impossible for him to meet or, or exceed those expectations. But overall, certainly a worthy competitor. And I know, I know one funny thing is uh, we've had a few Iowa fans reach out to me on Twitter and, and say, you know, is this the same Martinez that was there like 10 years ago? I'm like, no, that was Taylor. But it just it seems like that the, that the Martinez name just kind of lingers with quarterbacks playing for four years. And, and uh, he's just kind of an extension of, of t- what Taylor Martinez brought to the team uh, all those many years ago. No, and, you know, and don't worry. Uh, if Iowa fans confused on what Martinez it is, this is – Adrian, not not Taylor, well, but the, the TV commentators are confused. Well, yeah, too. they, uh, they you know, there <laughs> right. needs to be a name tag on the front for the poor guy. But you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, Logan Smothers, a uh, tough kid, a coach's kid from Alabama. Uh, Heinrich Harburg from Kearney Catholic, Central Nebraska. 
uh, big, physical, kind of a Justin Herbert uh, kind of size and, and athlete. That's that's the, I guess, the mold that, that Scott saw him as when he, when he recruited them. So you might see both. You, you might see just one. But where is Iowa's defense vulnerable? We know where they're great, and that's taking the football away. Uh, if you got two backups in, I think both could see time. Logan's better with his uh, legs and his arm, but we've not really seen a ton of him uh, in, in real go time other than kind of just managing against Michigan State. Where, where's Iowa vulnerable, Scott, if that is such a thing set, uh, on Black Friday? I think if if Nebraska can neutralize Iowa's pass rush and really make it go, man, they just can't get to the quarterback, I think that they've got a chance to be successful. Because as I said, Matt Hankins, who will be a, an All-American candidate for a lot of different publications, is out with a hamstring, and he's not going to come back. I would be surprised if he even makes it back for a bowl game, and I'd probably caution him not to for his mm-hmm. pro stock. So he's our best defensive back, and, and he's out. And you got Riley Moss, who's, who's just kind of fighting through the pain at this point. So with the receivers that Nebraska has, everybody's cognizant of, of Samari Toure and, and uh, Omar Manning, and everybody kind of wonders what's going on with Oliver Martin, as always. But, uh, but if, if there's a way to keep uh, the, the defensive line from getting to the quarterback, then in that zone they are vulnerable from time to time. The problem is, when they're, for the opponent is anyway, that if, if their line can disrupt the passing game, they are really disciplined in the back end. They're in and they're at every spot where they need to be. Uh, if if there's no rhythm or if there's no time, so the, to me, if if they can go with max protection, find some of the uh, you know the Iowa will kind of float mostly between quarters and half coverage. They can find the zone. They, they can make Iowa vulnerable in the passing attack. I want to go to, to Oliver Martin and came on and had a hundred yard day against Illinois and. Didn't see him much. He'll fair catch a punt, and and he'll try and make something happen occasionally in the return game. Had a uh, a tough play in the the second half against – you know Nebraska's foe last week, and it wasn't a good thing. And then Scott Frost let him know about it uh, pretty big time. What's the the word on Oliver Martin? What was his time at Iowa like? And this is now his third Big Ten team, and uh, he showed a lot of promise. Got some great ability and some quickness and some speed, but uh, he's kind of just been hit or miss. Yeah, and I think that's probably where where he's been throughout his career and when he came back to Iowa I think it it was kind of a prodigal son returning home he was a four-star from Iowa City went to Michigan came back there was an expectation he got a you know they were able they're successfully able to to get him a a waiver right away and that was before uh, the rule change so there was a lot of expectation that he was going to walk in and be a valuable contributor and in his first game he caught a touchdown pass so that really just set him flying up the charts. I mean, local fans were excited. Um, and then he just wasn't getting in. And everybody, of course, every week, it, you know, even, no matter if Iowa would win or not, it was like, well, why isn't Oliver Martin playing? And, and really, he, he was behind a couple of pretty good receivers. And he w- wasn't making much, uh, much progress. And then you had COVID take place. And um, one receiver really kind of uh, vaulted past him. And that was Charlie Jones. And he was a walk-on, but he was a Buffalo before that as a, a scholarship guy, but he, he decided to, to walk on at Iowa instead and since earned a scholarship. He's one of the better special teamers in the league, but he had kind of moved past Oliver in, in that area. And, and 
uh, you know, Oliver and his family didn't really like it, and he ended up at Nebraska. So, you know, everybody's kind of waiting for the four-star Oliver Martin uh, to really emerge. And, yeah, and uh, you know, I've, I've been curious myself as to why it hasn't worked at Nebraska. Well, we just talked about an Iowa wide receiver in Nebraska. Let's flip this and go in Nebraska wide receiver playing for Iowa, Keegan Johnson. Uh, he's a freshman currently at Iowa, and I've seen him getting some, some run in the offense in a few games this season. What can Nebraska fans expect from him on Friday in this Iowa offense? Yeah, uh, Keegan Johnson has been uh, a terrific addition for Iowa. He's vaulted into being the number one X receiver. He beat out Tyrone Tracy, a guy that Iowa brought to Indianapolis, and it's really he's really a, a pretty good player. And and so it's uh, he, he, what he's done is exceptional as a true freshman, and he's made some really big plays for Iowa. I mean, among those, his first catch went for like an 80-yard touchdown pass. He Last week against Minnesota, he made one of the better plays of the game and, you know, you know taken on two defenders and broke free for a touchdown. And he made one of the key plays against Penn State. You know, right now it's with him, it's probably a little bit about consistency. He's made – he's had some drop passes, and I know that that's something that really tears him up because he's a very mature young man. He's got a great attitude. You can just tell walking in that he takes everything seriously. He really – tries his best and and I expect him to be one of the better wide receivers we've seen at Iowa maybe since Marvin McNutt 10 years ago it's not the best one since then um, he's not quite there yet but he's good enough to where he's you know the, the one getting the most snaps out of any wide receiver week in and week out he's been um, he and Arlen Bruce who's also a true freshman uh, have been the top two receivers and it's really rare for two true freshmen to walk in and be able to do what they've done this year. Well, and, and Keegan's going to want to do what he can against the home state school. And uh, I remember Noah Fant going off on Nebraska each time he touched it, being a, a kid just up the road uh, from Memorial Stadium. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how Nebraska tries to defend him. Keegan's really come on strong and has wowed quite a bit. Scott Docterman with The Athletic uh, with us here on Hale Varsity talking uh, Hawkeyes and Huskers. Scott, we'll see you on Black Friday. Thanks for giving us a few minutes and previewing things with us. All right. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Good to get caught up with Scott. It's a Tuesday with Rick Kaczynski. Tuesday with Kaz next on Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity. I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Back into it at Tail Bar City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Welcome in, uh, longtime coach Nebraska and Iowa. It is Nebraska Iowa Week, a Tuesday with Kaz. Kaz, are you a leg, a breast, or uh, are you saving the neck for me, Clark? What part oh. of the turkey you like? Nah, just the breast, man. We don't even do a whole turkey. We just do the breast. So that's all we got in our family, man. That's so, what we do, uh, too. Yeah, we used to, growing up, we actually used to go to Barbados, get some meat sauce the day before, make sure we had some uh, 
spaghetti on hand too. So, uh, yeah, kind of a spaghetti and some turkey breast, man. That's what that's how. That's tell, how we tell did me, it. tell me about this meat sauce. Is it kind of like Polly's uh, meat sauce and Goodfellas? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Uh, this place was um, right on the. Uh, right on the edge of downtown in here on uh, parade street and uh, it was an old school place where literally they uh they made the they made the uh, pizzas in the window and um yeah barbados i'm sure the health department should have shut it down like <laughs> you know when i was a kid i didn't know any better i just wanted to sh- shove pizza down my down my throat but uh yeah yeah they uh yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the health department we're uh, we're getting their palms greased under the table there. Keep that bad boy open. And then next door was still operating the cigar store, so uh, D Auditory. So look that name up. You'll uh, uh, you'll be entertained. So yeah, yeah, good little good little section of town. Really enjoyed it. So that's good, uh, man. yeah, that was the, that was the that was the spot. That was the spot. Yeah, but yeah, they had the best meat sauce, and then they'd give you a uh, warm Italian bread, two loaves of it on the way out the door. So sometimes we didn't even do the noodles. We just uh, dipped the bread in the meat sauce. Hell, half the time we didn't even make it home before that lid came <laughs> off. So <laughs> You had to test it, man, make sure it was That's good right. for everybody. <laughs> I got the meat sauce, I've got the Italian bread, and maybe a cigar or seven, right? <laughs> Well, uh, it is uh, Black Friday. We'll get there in a minute, but you've seen a, a lot of players through your time, and I know you've kept an eye on Nebraska. If if this is it for Adrian, and we know he didn't play and due to do it a shoulder injury, what do you uh, what do you walk away with uh, with Adrian in his career as a guy who coached at a high level and got to see him perform for four years? Yeah, well, you know, I really like the kid, and. Um... Yeah, he's a you know competitor, class act, all those things. I think he, I think he um, represented what you want from a Nebraska student athlete. And I know people don't want to hear it, but that's that's really what it's about. You know, it's you know you choose a Big Ten institution, you choose places like that for not for four years, but uh, you know to have opportunities and open doors for the the rest of your life and he's faced a lot of adversity and I think, you know, he's handled it very well, but, uh, you know, the, the object of the game is to, is to win. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, and come on out on top, uh, as much as, uh, as much as they've come on the wrong end. Mm-hmm. So not that that's, um, you know, fair to him, but unfortunately when you're the quarterback at a power five institution, especially a place like Nebraska, um, you know, that's, that's what people are going to remember you by. So um, I think, uh, I think he's handled himself. Well, I think he's been a competitor. He's did everything off the field he's supposed to do. And, you know, a guy like that, he's, he's going to be successful in life. So, uh, you know, he's, he's a, he's a winner. He, I know I sound like what was a guy, Butch Jones mm-hmm. a little bit here, but uh, you know, <laughs> But yeah, he's quarterback in Nebraska. Um, you know that uh, you got to have broad shoulders to uh, to carry that title. I think he's uh, I think he's done it well. I think there's been plenty of opportunities for him to to mismanage how he's handled things. And I think for a kid at his age, he's handled it with great maturity. He's always handled things with first class. And I think he's a guy 
as you as the years go on he will be more appreciated um and uh kind of like us rock them 10 and 9 wins in them division titles look pretty damn good right now so you know so i think over time like a like a fine wine it'll be a little bit more uh, a little bit more appreciated so uh you know unfortunately um you know he's tagged to a program that hasn't hasn't won a lot of football games but if they can get it turned around quickly, I think he'll be, I think he'll be meshed in with a group that got Nebraska, you know, over that hump and got them in the direction where they needed to be going to uh, get back on those um, those levels where they need to be. Uh, so, so uh, I think a lot of it will have to do where we're with next year, you know, coach Frost, how long he's going to be there. And if they get this thing turned around. So I think, uh, I think there's, there's still part of his legacy to, uh, to play out. Rick Kaczynski's with us. Hail varsity radio. You see much of the Wisconsin game. Yeah. saw the, uh, saw the whole thing. Yep. Saw the whole thing, man. And uh, so. familiar, familiar end uh, with being right there and, a lot of yards between the twenties. They they were pretty good in the red zone, except the, the two times they weren't. And uh, Wisconsin got going downhill with that back. He's pretty talented, but uh, you guys had to face it as well. Uh, the kind of the November schedule, where uh, you, you, <laughs> you know it's 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 packed, it's stacked, and now they turn their attention to to Iowa here and. What do you uh, what do you think of Friday with uh, Nebraska Iowa? We know Iowa's offense hadn't been great. Uh, they found a, a lot of ways to win this year. That's to their credit. Iowa has, and you know what, Nebraska is going to try and send uh, these six year guys and these other seniors and and Adrian out a winner. Yeah, you know when you get to this point uh, of the season, especially in the Big Ten, it's just a gauntlet. And yeah, I was I was on both sides of it back in 2011. And, you know, we took we took six six guys to Nebraska uh, defensive linemen that had actually played in games, and quite th- frankly, three of them I might have been better off with playing with three instead of four. You know, we might have been better off playing with ten than uh, <laughs> than a couple of the guys we had to use in the game. We actually we actually traveled with two uh, freshmen, redshirt freshmen that hadn't played because. You know, if uh, if we had a couple injuries, we we didn't have anybody else to put in. So, but you know, it was a knockdown drag out. Um, you know, you look at uh, Iowa. We had con- uh, clinched the division, going the uh, going to Iowa City in 2012, and Iowa I think was a what four and seven football team, and we're ten and two or nine and two, and uh, you know played in the coldest game in the history of college football it was awful and to you know i think what would we win 13 to 7 and you know you lose baker on the first defensive drive you lose spencer on the first offensive drive and and obviously i was beat up too so you know anything can happen when you get to this point you know the season's a grind you got two physical people two physical football teams playing against one another you know, and that's what the, that's what the Big Ten is. It's uh, you know, there's a lot of parity at this time of the year, um, even more so than the uh, beginning of the Big Ten season because guys are banged up and you're dealing with a uh, you know you're dealing with a lot of a uh, lot of injuries and you know you're dealing with a lot of offense and defensive lines that haven't played together in different lineups. So you know anything can happen, but I think it's a good matchup for Nebraska. I, 
Um, you know, unfortunately, Adrian's not playing, but that, that, you know, don't count this out. You know, you, you know, every you might have a story there. Um, you know, every every good team comes their surprises and stories, and this could be the start of a great career for uh, you know for this kid coming in. But I feel pretty confident about Nebraska. Um, feel really good about the matchup, and you know, as long as they don't turn the football over, I think they'll have a great chance to uh, come on top. On, uh, on Friday, you said it. Turning the football over, and Logan Smothers yeah. is a kid that's going to get his audition. Uh, maybe a little Harburg action as well. Not quite sure if we'll see both quarterbacks or just uh, just one. But uh, Rick Kaczynski's with us Tuesday with Kaz Hale Varsity Radio. Thoughts on Nebraska and Iowa. Kaz, my my brother and my father went to that uh, that 2012 game and. Uh, Dad would always say, I've been to a lot of Nebraska games, but he he would agree with you. That was the coldest he'd ever been in. It was dangerous. I mean, it was honest to God dangerous. I've never, I've never, ever been a part of anything like that in in my life. I mean, it was, you know, it didn't matter how, how you were layered up. I mean, I was putting Vaseline all over my face, my hand. I mean, you name it was... It was absolutely great and crazy. So those kids that uh, played in that game, man, they deserve some credit. I mean, they battled hard. I mean, that was that was a game. I mean, it came down to about, uh, you know, two or three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and that game was, was in question. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of expect that. You know, same thing. You look at the 14 game. Mm-hmm. You know, 13 was, was crazy. You know, we thought we were out of jobs. We had all kind of stuff going on. We weren't we weren't focused, and they kicked our tail in. But 2014, what were we down? 24-7 in the fourth quarter. Come back, and they um, – <laughs> They kicked to us, they punted to us twice, and and uh, we we returned what one for a touchdown, and I think one inside the ten. So the old Demorne so Pearson L yeah, Superman Cape game. Yeah, so uh, you know, but that was a knockdown, dragout game, and and then uh, you know Tommy hitting Kenny in that corner, of that end zone it was just it was a heck of a game, and then. 24 hours later we're looking for jobs so <laughs> it's just it's just crazy crazy cracking a beer in the locker room and then then you're looking for a job and i got some you know what are you gonna do college football we're we're nine and three but i think uh i think that what'd your buddy say you had to take in account where i was at so it ain't my buddy <laughs> that's your cousin come on oh, come kidding? on you now the shermanator's got no relation <laughs> That that's the nickname that I, I I had heard he had earned, like from the old American Pie, the redheaded goofball, uh, good, yeah, the Shermanator. Good, good lord, good lord, my, I have a few. We, my, we, had a buddy? Few, we had a few nicknames for him too, but we're not we're not on satellite radio here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are not. Uh, Rick Kaczynski is with us. Hail Varsity Radio. Kaz uh, seems to think that, that me and, and the Shermanator would hang. Not true, Kaz, ever. Um, but uh, we'll have more with Coach Kaczynski. Thoughts on uh, Iowa and Nebraska a little bit further uh, inside as he walked both sidelines and that was cold, man. I, I've not been to Iowa City for a game. I think we're going to make a road trip there next year for some live hail varsity. Hopefully playing for something in the West if you're a Nebraska fan. But Dad and Uncle Mark, they still, Mark still 
can't believe they they made it through it. My dad is a veteran of cold. Was a veteran of Nebraska cold weather games. And- like what you hear, high quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Kaz, when you look at Iowa's struggles here, and I know that the offensive line was was an issue this year and quarterback play obviously uh, an issue and they're going with Padilla uh, the last three starts and you know, there's been a lot of calls for uh, Brian Ferentz to to go back to O line or figure it out on on the OC. We we know the Nebraska fan base, and and we kind of touched on just the the class Adrian's had because you've had the fan base frustrated with with Adrian's turnovers. Flip it around and kind of take me into to what you remember about the Iowa fan base and. Uh, just dealing with, um, with with their with their voice, and and specifically the, the father son duo, with uh, with Kirk. Obviously, he's been there for a lot of years and won a lot of ball games. But his kid always seems to be a, a bit of a dartboard for the uh, the black and gold faithful. Well, you know, Brian and I, you know, I was I was there as a GA mm-hmm. um, for a year with Brian. Um, so you know, him and I never you know, never coached together. And then when I became full time, he was, I think he was up at the pats, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I mean, it, it's power five. And, and I think a lot of times, Schmitty, you know, you, you got, you got 95% of the people, true fans, good people back. you, Thick and thin. I, I, I think, you know, a lot of times you get the vocal, vocal minority and you get the cyber mustache guys you know venting after a couple beers after a loss on on message boards but you know as coaches and players understand that that's not representative of the people that are in the stadium it's not representative of people that bring their kids to games and come to the spring game and go buy Husker gear for Christmas and Iowa gear. So, you know, I think when you, when you're, when you're, I think you can clump all fan bases together, you know, it's, it's, it's emotional. Um, you know, everybody thinks and and it's, and it's, it's truth. It's truthful. You know, you, you're, you're the front porch of, of the institution. You represent those folks. So, um, so people get emotional and oh, you get and, 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 uh, so, so I think, uh, I think all fan bases are the same. You win, they love you. You lose, you stink. They want you fired. So, uh, I don't think it's anywhere any different at Iowa or, or Nebraska, but I think for the most part, you, you have the vocal minority and you got the 95% of the people that, that love you, that back you and, uh, you know, support you. So not any different, you know, but Hey, it's winning's great that's for sure when you lose you stink rightfully so so uh hey that's part of being a fan that's part of being a coach that's part of being a player that's what you sign up for but you got to take the good with the bad you can't can't just enjoy it when there's ninety thousand screaming and clapping for you so uh that's just part of it man that's what makes it great 
What uh, what do you take uh, away from this Saturday? Want to get your take on Ohio State, Michigan playoff spot up for grabs? Big yeah, Ten title game. Play Ohio State. So my sister can figure that out. They're pretty good, <laughs> you know. They're, Michigan's uh, been playing good ball too, though. That's yeah, I think you know it's in the big house, and I think they're better on defense. I'm still not sold on Ohio State's offense. Uh, or I'm sorry, on Ohio State's defense. You just can't make it attract me. You, can, you know, this time of the year, you got to be able to run the football, not get behind uh, the chains. And and uh, but I think. Uh, I think Michigan's got a chance with those two running backs. Uh, keep it in the game. You know, there's nothing wrong with punting. Get a first down punt. Go three and out punt. Just, uh, just don't give Ohio State short field. They can, uh, you can't give them those big chunk plays. But um, you know, Michigan State. I think you know they kind of are what they are. They're 130th in pass defense. It's what they are. I think everybody, everybody that looked at those statistics and been watching them all season kind of saw that coming a little bit just wasn't a good matchup for them they couldn't get anything going offensively but you know that's Ohio State they're uh, they're the elite of the elite and I mean I don't know if anybody offensively is playing better than them all yeah. on, uh, in the country right now including Alabama let's talk carousel real quick before we let you go Rick Kaczynski with us a Tuesday with Kaz so you have Washington and Virginia Tech and SC and LSU open um you, you also have uh potentially well, florida's open for sh- that that is open now mm-hmm. and i don't know if miami will be open or not but the ad's gone and then florida state uh right now uh is is filled but we'll, we'll see my question is this if if miami does open up do they go back and try and get cristobal does Cristobal look at Florida? Is there any reason to leave Oregon? How would you play I this? wouldn't leave, you know. I mean, you know, Miami's it's, it's still it's a tough sell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard to that's hard to win there now. Um, it's it's difficult. You're always recruiting against two other power five schools. Um, you got everybody in the country coming to your state to recruit. Oregon, you got Nike, you got the facilities, and it's the it's the Pac twelve. So um, yeah, I think he's got it going on. I think he's got a good culture. And, um, you know, he's recruiting offense and defensive linemen. And uh, they used to be a trick them type offense. And, you know, same thing. They didn't worry about defense. I think I think he realizes you can win. You can be physical out there and win a lot of football games. So, you know, he's how many years in? He's building his culture, his type of team, his staff. He can pay his guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a great place to live. You know, a lot of coaches and families. That's why Bo didn't take the Miami job. You know, we, he didn't. He wasn't moving his family down there. So I think Oregon's a little bit more attractive to Crystal Ball right now than, than Miami would be. And that's a, how many coaches are you going to go go through? You know, it's kind of where coaches go to die, you know, um, right now. And uh, so and now you got an AD. And I know you missed – you talked about the carousel. Out of that carousel, there's only one AD that was fired. And I think that's the problem in college football. You, you don't have – Tom Osborne's, you don't have Bump L, you don't have those guys uh, running, uh, running the show anymore. And I think that's, that's bad for college football. That's why you're, that's why you have these carousels. That's why it's bad for 
student athletes, everybody talks about those guys, but when they fire coaches, nobody thinks about the guys that recruited them, Mm -hmm. you know, the guys that were in their house, um, you know, the guys that have been around them for two, three years, nobody thinks about that. They just want to put folks on the street. So, but those ADs keep their jobs, but, uh, and I think that's, that's, what's that's the problem. You know, fire the head coach, get rid of the AD. That's my opinion. So, uh, you know, if you're going to, you're going to get rid of the coach, get rid of everybody, start from scratch. Mm. But um, I don't, I don't like it. Obviously I'm speaking from a coach's perspective and a player's perspective. Um, I just don't think it's good. I know it's the way of the world right now, but uh, don't like it. I don't think it's good when, you know, stability, you look at the NFL, you'll get the Steelers, the Ravens, you know, the, the, I think the Steelers would have three head coaches. There's a reason why they're successful, won a lot of Super Bowls. It's no different in college football. There's a reason why Nebraska was successful with Tom and and, and Coach Devaney there. And uh, um, so, you know, I think stability, you look at Coach Ference and Gary Barda, and, uh, you know, there's a reason why they're successful. Rick Kaczynski, Kaz, we'll let you be. Uh, safe right, travels buddy. and enjoy your Thanksgiving, bud. All right, Schmitty. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there. Coach Kaz, a Tuesday with Kaz. And uh, you look at uh, stability. Penn State says, you know what, James Franklin? Here's $80 million over 10 years. <laughs> Guaranteed. So it's fun to get uh, some coaching carousel talk in there. Sounds like Aranda may be maybe being pursued by SC and Washington. See if Harson gets out of Auburn and goes back to the Northwest. We'll wind down to Tuesday next on Hale Varsity. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time. Don't forget Thanksgiving Eve tomorrow. Get out. Enjoy time with friends, family. You got some friends coming into town. Uh, bring them on down to the single barrel. Inside the Graduate, four to six road show Wednesday, 250 whiskeys. And you can dress that up or not at all. It's all good. Connor Clark in today. Chris Schmidt, hope you're well. So uh, road show Wednesday at the uh, single barrel. And then uh, special hail varsity, nine to 11 from the bar. 16th and P as uh, we're getting ready for Nebraska, Iowa. Black Friday, then Real Red Reaction from the bar, the bar, 16th and P, following Nebraska's, dare I say, win over Iowa. So you're headed home, and then you're headed back. So tell me about Thanksgiving. What is the uh, the Clark family tradition? Well, 
Uh, it varies from year to year. I'll be heading home tomorrow and coming back Friday, so pretty quick trip this time around. But uh, we'll be going to my grandma's house. She makes phenomenal stuffing. Oh which yeah, is my favorite. Homemade. My favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish. It's the bread stuffing too, so it's nice and nice and filling. So you get yourself a plate of that. But yeah, that's what it usually looks like. Uh, my uncle is a big uh, barbecue guy. He likes to smoke a lot of stuff, so. He'll do smoked turkeys every now and then. Hopefully he does that this year. I'm kind of pulling for that. But- Did you uh, text him and say, hey, you know, favorite nephew's coming to, coming to town, you get that smoker dusted off? Because I think the weather we're getting now, you'll have in Chicago. Yeah, it's not supposed to be too bad. I think it's supposed to be in the mid to high 50s on yeah. Thanksgiving. So that's I'll take that. I mean, usually it's in the 30s. It's brutal. Yeah, it's usually terrible. The only thing that I'm worried about, the nice weather now makes me think it's going to just be absolutely brutal in January and kind of down the stretch in late winter. You know what? If I can if I can bleed mid uh, to upper 40s, mid 50s through December. That would be nice. Yeah. And and guess what? I'll be in Arizona. <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way to be in Arizona most of January. There you go. I mean, that'll so, work. So you have smoked turkey, you have stuffing. Do you have a pie that you are you pumpkin? I'm I'm a pecan guy. Yeah, uh-huh. pumpkin and pecan. I'm I'm a big pumpkin pie a pie guy. Um, pecan pie though is also really good. It's incredible. It's probably it's probably tied for the top of my list. I would say. I'm I think pecan pie goes for two and gets the two point conversion over pumpkin. Are I you think ice cream? Are you ice cream or are you whipped cream? Pecan pie probably ice cream, but for pumpkin pie whipped cream. Got to. Yeah. That's the way to go. Do you guys do any, like, hors d'oeuvres or anything? Um, my mom likes to make this turkey ball. Like, it's like a it's like a cheese ball, but it looks like a turkey. She does, like, with, like, pretzel sticks <laughs> and stuff. So. so it's decorative? Yeah. It's very festive. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> gobble, gobble. That's funny. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see. I have two giant hound dogs, a uh, <laughs> fat labradoodle and a uh, skinny, crazy German that are going to no doubt be uh, waiting underneath the uh, the kitchen island for, for food to drop when it's uh, leftover time Thursday night. See us tomorrow at the Single Barrel, and uh, we'll talk to you live from the Single Barrel tomorrow, 4 o'clock, Roadshow with Hale Varsity, and then uh, get uh, get one poured and see us at the bar Friday morning at 9. Got to have a good trip, and uh, we'll be back and see you uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, talk to you tomorrow with Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. A Huda Media Production.